0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from what I'm playing now, and I have episode 116 of the podcast that was originally recorded on May 28th of 2016. Some of the games I talked about for the weekend, there is a list of them, so let's try to get through these. Wrath of the Righteous, Legendary, a Marvel deck-building game, Deception, Murder in Hong Kong, Valeria Card Kingdoms, Xial Legends of a Drift System, a little game called Egizia, Vikings, and some Pathfinder Adventures. Of course, I also included a few of the games that I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 116 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to What I'm Playing Now at gmail.com. You can also join us on our board game Geek guild. We are guild number 2440 on Twitter. You can follow me at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say curse Twitter and their short names well I guess what I'm playing now is rather long but on Facebook just do a search for what I'm playing now Google plus we are plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast and then of course as always our Twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now so I have had a busy week playing games I have been down to my local game store multiple times. I actually have a new game added to my list of games that need to be played on the wall behind me. Hopefully I'm actually going to get to that this weekend, but we'll talk about that under the second part of the show in the second half. Currently we're going to just discuss what I'm playing now, and boy, what a list it is. Before that, though, I have to say that I just rebuilt my computer, so hopefully this recording goes off pretty much without a hitch. I actually upgraded the SSD in my computer from a 256 gig samsung 840 pro to a nice 512 850 pro um, samsung drive so i'm hoping that i have all the software installed correctly for audacity i have all the right plugins set i think i do i did some tests earlier everything looked like it was showing up hopefully i can actually get this out into an mp3 format and up to the site today and it looks like i think saturday is going to be the new release date i think a couple episodes ago i had mentioned it was probably going to be friday I think we're actually just going to do this on a Saturday because what I'm going to try to do is maybe do a recording during the week and then do my editing on a Friday or Saturday, Friday night or Saturday morning, and then uploaded it on Saturday. So I think this is going to be my new day because I kind of like this. I usually have plenty of time to do this on a Saturday. I'm not feeling rushed, more relaxed. I don't feel like I have to get to bed and then wake up and go to work in the morning. One thing is hopefully I can just remember all the games that I've played on Saturday that I've done throughout the week. So let's jump into this because I have a lot of games to talk about this week. This is one of the larger episodes that I have. I'm going to have a few new games to talk about as well as a few recaps. So I went and looked up where I discussed some of these games originally on earlier podcasts. So I'm going to mention those episodes so you can go listen to my reviews of those games back then. But let's start off with what I kind of normally start off with, the Pathfinder Adventure card game, Wrath of the Righteous Season. We were on Scenario 6 we are done so my group was able to finish up the pathfinder adventure card game season of the righteous we played rifts gaping wide which is 16e and then of course we did the add on scenario 1p dread lord rising both of these were i have to say rather difficult the Dice rolls that you needed to complete these were just rather insane. I wasn't too sure whether we were going to do 1P or not, everybody, but the other guys said that they wanted to. Once we were done with 6E, I was kind of just done with the whole season. I was just, I just kind of want to get this season behind me and get back into or start up Rise of the Rune Lords get into that one. And hopefully most of our group will be back for that one. And we can get a couple of tables going again for this one and just have a lot of good gaming with a large group rather than just a couple that we've actually finished up Wrath of the Righteous with. I would actually be really interested in trying to maybe run my wife through just the normal scenarios with Wrath of the Righteous and actually see if it plays any different than some of the organized play stuff. Because like I've mentioned in the previous podcast where we've talked about the Pathfinder Venture card game, it just seemed like Wrath of the Righteous with with all of the different new abilities and skills and and just everything that was added on with this whole scenario set I just I wasn't a huge fan of it it was it was an okay one the storyline was okay but I just really seemed to like the Skull and Shackles episodes and that that whole organized play scenario just so much more than the Wrath of the Righteous. So I'm really interested to see what they've put together for Rise of the Rune Lords. I have actually never played through all six of the scenarios in Rise of the Rune Lords, so this will be rather interesting to actually go back to the initial first box and bring that out and play th- play with all of those cards. A lot of cards that I probably haven't seen before. Hopefully we can actually make it through most of that stuff before I finish it on the digital app because I'm still waiting for some of the stuff to come out on the digital app and we'll get to that one in a little bit. That's pretty much about it for the Pathfinder Ranger card game right now. I don't believe we're going to be playing again for a couple more weeks. So the next time we talk about this, I will be talking about Rise of the Rune Lords, who has returned to our game in our group and what we've all been able to accomplish with that. I also need to pick out a character. So that's the other thing I need to figure out in the next couple of weeks what I'm going to do. A couple of new characters are out right now. So I really need to spend some time looking at that and figure out who I'm playing next for that one. So we will have to wait and see on that one. But other than that, we went down to the board game group last week, I think it was, and got in a couple of new games. The first one that we played kind of just started this one because it seemed like there just weren't a lot of people there so we started off a little quick game of legendary a marvel deck building game i had not played legendary before played a lot of deck builders though over the years but have not played legendary and i have to say the marvel one was pretty good i really liked it it's it's just your normal deck builder you have you're starting off with a deck of cards you're drawing six into your hand Uh, you're flipping over a villain on your turn and depending on where that villain is at you may have to discard one of the heroes you're trying to recruit if the villain line is full if not you're trying to maybe recruit and spend some of your cards to purchase other heroes or you're trying to do an attack with your cards where you're trying to knock out some of the villains that are in that middle row so you quit kind of so the whole team kind of quits taking damage. It's a co-op one which is really interesting. Don't know if I really ever played a true co-op deck builder. I'm trying to think if I have before. I can't think of one off the top of my head. But I will have to say, I mean, just I think we were just playing with the base set. I don't think we were playing with any expansions or anything. I have to say, I kind of did like it. We were playing with a full group of five, I believe, if I remember correctly. So the game took probably about an hour or so to play uh, after my one buddy Eric actually sat down and kind of described the whole game, how it was. Really easy to pick up on if you're used to... Um, deck builders like i said it's just pretty much all normal rules you pretty much just have to read the cards see what they do actually you can have a winner in the game it's based on how many villains you've actually defeated and each villain has a point to it so you have the villains in the center of the table as well as a stack of villain cards that you kind of that you kind of need to get through that to pile i think we were playing against the red skull if i remember correctly for that um for the scenario that we were kind of playing through but it was really interesting if um, that game was pulled out again i would definitely play that one as i kind of liked it i don't know if i would add it to my collection or not, because I do have several deck builders in my collection, so I would actually like to try the DC one before I actually picked up one of the superhero ones, uh, see how that one is, because I've heard some good things about that one too, and I kind of do like the Teen Titans, so when I kind of saw that uh, deck building one out there, I was kind of interested in that one as well, but Marvel Legendary, the deck building game, if you haven't tried that one, definitely give it a shot, nice little co-op deck builder that can, you know, fill a quick, nice, light game evening for you. Then we jumped over to a brand new game that Eric, the guy who I just mentioned who had taught us how to play Legendary, had picked up. It was Deception or Murder in Hong Kong. I had watched, I believe it was the Dice Tower guys play this during one of their big gameathons and I had not played this little party type of deception game before. So I was really excited to kind of have this one brought to the table and see how it went. I believe we had another full group of five for this one, if I remember correctly. Everybody around the table liked this. I don't even know actually how many times we had actually played this. Game. I'm thinking at least five or six times. I think we had actually just sat there and played this one for probably a good hour and a half, maybe two hours. Uh, we had a couple of different people that were uh, in the store that had come into the group when a couple a of couple other people had left. So we had some new people coming in and out of the game. Very easy to pick up on. It's, it reminded me a lot of Mysterium in a way. You're basically going to have one person who is kind of like kind of like the forensic scientist who is trying to give clues to the other people who are detectives in figuring out who kind of committed this murder. What you're trying to do is it's almost like giving you like a short little, a short little story. Everybody in front of them besides the forensic scientist is going to have uh, two rows of cards. One's going to be clue cards. The other are going to be... The item that was done to actually inflict the murder on somebody else or you know f- to complete the murder on somebody else. So you have a row of clue cards and then a row of like items I guess you could say. Everybody's kind of it's kind of reminded me also a little bit of Avalon and a couple of those games because one person amongst the group is the actual murderer. Everybody's going to kind of close their eyes at the beginning of the table. The forensic scientist is going to say, "Okay, murderer, open up your eyes." The murderer opens their eyes, they will point to a clue and an item that is in front of them and that's Is basically the clue in the item and then basically the forensic scientist is going to try to use the different clue cards that they have drawn throughout the round and give clues to the rest of the players in figuring out Basically, who the murderer is, and then what item, what clue, and what item was utilized to actually commit the murder. So it's really interesting. It's a nice little deception game. During the game, you're trying to not only pay attention to what clues are given, but look around in everybody's board to try to figure out who the murderer is. In later games, we also added in a witness as well as an accomplice, which just, you know, add a whole nother twist onto the game. When the forensic scientist is trying to give the clues, there's going to be different ones. Like the first clue could be like a location and they have like a little bullet and they'll put the bullet down on one of the one corresponding space on the on the card for locations, and I think there's maybe like six different uh, locations listed on the actual card, and then they go to the next card, which could be um, another, I can't remember what the second card was, I think it was like a purple card, and then you have these three other cards that come out, and there's, I think there's like six cards in total that are going to get played, and then two are going to get replaced, so so there's quite a few, few clues that are given, but the game is still, still rather tricky because there was one time I was giving a, giving a clue, and I had overlook one of the locations that was listed in the location tile and pick a different location than what I should have. Because if I had picked, I think, I think the murderer had picked the, the weapon was kind of like a needle, like a syringe. And so I picked like a bar because it was kind of like a punch was, was one of the other clues, I think it was. So I was trying to simulate, you know, the like a bar fight or something. But if I had picked maybe the hospital instead of the bar, I think that would, really would have worked because nobody had, was able to get the syringe clue that I was trying to, to to come up with. And it was it was just a really, really hard time trying to give the clues because the cards that you're, the tiles that you're drawing are going to be random and they're each different and they all kind of go with a different aspect of of a clue so but if you if you like deception games deception murder in hong kong is definitely one that i see being played down at the store for the several past several weeks now um i actually saw it played a couple of nights ago there were a big group of people playing it i actually really like this one this is one that if i actually played a few more party games or had people coming over to my house. This is one to definitely add to the collection. And then after we were done with some of those games, I jumped into a quick game of Valeria Card Kingdoms. Not going to chat about this one too much. We've talked about this one on a couple of past episodes, but if you want to listen to episode 108 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast, you will hear a very big review that I gave. Uh, Valeria Card Kingdoms is definitely one of my top games recently. I really always like playing this one when I can get this one to the table. Actually, a couple of guys were playing it on uh, when I down at the the game store when I was down there for Thursday night board game night they were really liking it. They've only been playing the game for about a week, so I had mentioned the fact that I, the unofficial fact that I had put together that's out on Board game Geek that you can find under the rules forms. Uh, so if you actually have any questions on the game, I put together a, a, some frequently asked questions and kind of just compiled everything that's in the rules forums that are on BoardGameGeek into one nice little document that you can find. Uh, one of the other games we played on Wednesday went down to the store for, the game store for Baseball Night, Baseball Highlights 2045. Was hoping to get in a couple of games of that. Uh, Uh, Me and Jay were sitting there. We've already played each other in the Baseball Highlights 2045, so we were hoping one of the other guys would show up. But it seemed that... Nobody else was showing up, so we kind of looked at each other and said, I had brought Zaya, Legends of and Drift system with, system, with me. He had been wanting to play this game for quite a while and has been really interested, and I said, well, let's start playing Zaya. So about a half hour into playing Zaya, one of the other guys shows up for baseball, and we said, okay, next Wednesday, come early, and we will not start a game, but uh, just try to show up early and don't get down to the store late, because if you come late, we are not going to be sitting around and we're going to be starting something else. So... <laughs> We actually got in a five-player game of Zaya Legends of Address System. And I don't know if I could say we got the game in. We played part of the game. We were going to try to actually play up to maybe 10 or so. And I think once the store kind of started closing around 10 o'clock, one of the guys was able to get to nine points. So I said it was he was the last player to go before we go around a whole other board go around the board a whole nother time and it's 10 30 almost 11 o'clock maybe before that might end i said let's just stop it here i think i came in second i think i had eight points the one guy had jumped across uh, jumped ahead of me right at one of, right during his last turn he was able to just get a bunch of points by completing uh several different things but Zaya, i had actually discussed in episode 104 of the podcast and if you have not had a chance to play Zaya yet definitely definitely look for somebody in your game group that has Zaya, Legends of a Drift System, and try to get this 4X game to the table. It is just a spectacular game. I started off and I started off with um I can't remember what ship I started off with, but I had actually was able to get to the second tier of ships and was actually doing quite quite better than I normally do in the game for some reason. I was able to get um to just get to a couple locations real early on, buy and sell some goods that were fairly close to each other. One of the guys, the guy who actually who kind of won this game did a different type of strategy that I had not seen before. He basically started off with the largest sized engine in his ship, and no shields or weapons, but he was able to traverse the board, that opening board so much more and start exploring the table more, flipping over more different flipping over different planets and then getting to the different mission cards as well as the exploration tokens much faster than anybody else. And the next time that this game is The next game that we play this game, which I have a feeling maybe in the next week or two, because everybody really wants to play this one again, I am going to try this strategy because it was one I really didn't even think of before. Just basically taking a huge-ass engine and just trying to get around the fastest to get to those exploration tokens, which basically can give you a thousand gold or a fame point. Just go that route, and it definitely seemed like a viable type of strategy, so... This is one I'm, I'm going to be trying, I have a feeling, next. So, Zion Legends of Drift System was another game that we had. And like I said, Episode 104 is where I talked extensively about that one and gave that a great review. One of my favorite games from last year that I had actually picked up. And I was so glad when my wife got that for me for, for our anniversary. This past Thursday, down at the game store, and there have been, as you can see, there's a lot of games that I played this week. The list is much longer than the past couple of episodes, so I'm trying not to spend too, too much time with with, with some of the ones that I have talked about before. But we may spend a little bit of time with this one, and this game is called... Igazia. So this game is actually out of print. One of the guys that um is a, one of the normal players down at my game group that I actually play a lot of the heavier Euros with, who's a really, really good opponent to play against. I his the strategies that he uses are just really good and just a great all-around gamer. And just by chance his name is Joe as well. There's there's so many Joes and Jims down at our place. It's it's actually really funny because you could be playing at a table and we can say, you know, there could be you know, two gyms, two Joes, you know, and you basically have, you know, pretty much a 50% chance of, of beating a Jim or Joe at our table at any one time. But Igizia is a really interesting worker placement game. And everybody starts off with, uh, I believe it's eight different ships that you're going to be placing on the board. And there's multiple spots you can place on the board when you start off. You can, there's a river that's going down the board and you can place your boat on either a circular type of space which will give you maybe some sort of resource or let you move your workers that are on your tableau ahead to a different row so they can actually do more work for you you can also place it on a card and obtain the card that is on that square you can go to one of the side Um, squares where you can draw cards from a sphinx or actually build spaces in the obelisk or one of the other places i think it's like a pyramid type place where you can build some things that are on the board there's a lot of different strategies that you can take and a lot of different things that you can do in this game but one of the more interesting aspects to the game is as you're placing your ship on the board to actually complete your task on your turn you have to go further down the river And you can never go back up. The only way you can go back up is if you actually have a card in your hand or have a card basically in front of you that lets you do that maybe once a turn. And one of the other guys, the guy Joe that whose game this was, I think he actually had gotten that card later on in the game. But in this game, you're basically trying to just collect resources, get down to those areas where you can build. There's two different areas on the on the game board where you can build. One of the areas actually is kind of like a grave site where you're digging graves. The other one is where you're building like an obelisk and kind of like a pyramid and columns and stuff. So on either of those is where you're going to be obtaining a majority of your victory points. And what you're trying to do is collect resources. The cards that are on the board could be, like I said, could be cards that will move your workers ahead that are on your tableau. Your workers also need stone to do the building, so it could be a stone card. You have two other parts of the board where you kind of are racing to get to kind of like the end. One is kind of like a stone area. The other is for victory points. And when you get to the end of these, you're kind of like kind of just tagging the last spot and then moving to the previous spot beforehand to basically get resources. If you're on the stone line, I think you get three additional resources for basically being able to complete that action or you're getting two victory points if you're down on the track for the victory point line, which are, which is kind of like the, they're kind of like the Egyptian scarabs. And there's a lot going on in this game of Giza. It's, it's a game that's actually to print the components look spectacular the board looks really nice as well and one of the other guys who's uh who's a pretty good game collector down at the store actually said that this guy that the one guy actually brings in always some of the best looking heavy euro games that he has in his collection and and he does he does have a great collection of heavy euros and i love when he brings in games like this and it's just a really fun game there's i think you're playing four or five different different rounds one of the other things you also need to Keep track of in the game the last spot on the game board which is at the end of the river is a spot where you can actually change the season. There's three different seasons on the bottom of the board and that actually controls what type of food your workers can consume because on top of everything else you have going on, you have to feed your workers. So however many workers you have moved ahead of on your tableau and what row they are, what column they're in, which basically means which basically is designating how many actions they can kind of perform when you're doing the build stuff and how how much they can build on that turn. So when you're doing your build action, you have to have a worker who is in, if you're trying to maybe build like a a five type, five spot on the column, you need a worker that's in the five column on your tableau, or you need a worker that's maybe in the three and two column, which will add up to five. One of your workers in that tableau in front of you is kind of like a wild worker, so you cannot necessarily use him alone. You always have to use him with somebody else. And you have three other workers besides him, and the other workers that you have can only be used individually for a task and can't be used together. The only times they the only time they can be used with somebody else is with the, when they're with that wild worker. So there's a lot going on in the game. It's actually pretty easy to pick up on after I went through the first round. I pretty much understood kind of where everything was going. There were no hidden kind of hidden secrets or hidden things to the game. Everything seemed pretty straightforward, but you really just needed to keep track of how much stone you were able to get on your turn how much food you had for your workers make sure you're able to feed all of them and then basically just work your way down the river trying to get the best spots that were available to you based on the strategy that you were trying to to work on for that round so if you're into heavy euros and if you have somebody that actually has this out of print game in their collection egizia is back from 2009 i would definitely suggest and recommend getting egizia to the table and trying it out it's a game i have a feeling you'll really like but it also may be a game that you'd probably have a heck of a time trying to find if you wanted to add it to your collection. So check out Board Game Geek. You can see some really good pictures of the game there. Egezia was one that I really enjoyed. I think I actually came in second just by a couple of points. I had eked out my good buddy Joe there, and he was, I think, kind of surprised that I was able to pull that one off because I think on the last turn he thought he was going to be able to jump ahead of me, and I had just the right cards in my hand to give me some additional victory points at the end of the game to eke out a second place Um to eke out second place, which I was extremely happy with for the first time playing that game. And then after that one, we wanted to play a little bit lighter of a game since Geezy had taken us a little while to get through. So we wanted to play a game that we could maybe knock out in a little bit more than an hour or so. So we jumped over to a small game of Vikings. Vikings I had discussed quite a while ago on episode 81. Vikings is kind of like a... Worker placement with a nice rondelle in there, where you're trying to collect tiles as well. When you're collecting your tiles, you're trying to build out different pieces of an island, and you're trying to maybe get um, it, it get the most amount of islands on your on. Towards the end of the game, you're trying to get the longest island by the end of the game. You also are trying to collect ships. Which can give you some additional points, as well as just getting your workers down onto the different parts of the island to score you points based on what different road that they're in. I tried to do the do something similar that I had done when I had talked about this game in the in the past. I tried to go the fisherman route and just load up on fishermen and maybe try to just overfeed my population of people, which kind of seemed to work for me the first time. But I made one fumbling error at the end of the game towards the last round. I had a ship that could a little boat that could take my workers down. Down to the various different islands that I needed them to, but I had completely forgotten that to utilize the ship. I needed to have the gray workers as well in my population, which I did not have. So I had a ton of workers sitting up on the top of my tableau on the last turn. And it just completely blew my strategy out of the water. And what I thought would have turned out to be a really, really good scoring game for me just turned out to be a mediocre scare, mediocre scoring game for me because I made that huge error and had completely forgotten about needing the gray workers to be able to move the other colored workers to the appropriate islands down matching their colors. So Vikings is a really fun game. I think I gave this one a really good review when I had talked about it in episode 81. So definitely go listen to that when I talked about how to play the game back then and gave it a really good review. But I still really enjoyed playing Vikings this time even though I made a huge error at the end of the game which I was really bummed and upset about. And that is it for most of the board games that I played this week. Let's jump over to a little bit of Pathfinder Adventures. I think I I can't remember where I was at last week, but I actually finished the sixth scenario and had moved on to trying to finish the last of the the three three intro scenarios on the hardest legendary level. I still haven't done that. I came close. Once, one of my characters died, I believe, but I'm not playing permadeath, so the character's going to be able to come back. I actually let the character die because I was sitting there so kind of just bummed because I made a very poor—well, I didn't make the poor roll. The computer rolled the dice for me and came up with a very low roll against the villain when I could have beat him on, like, the last turn, and it didn't. So the other character—I think it was, like, one turn before the last, so when it went to that character's turn, they didn't have enough to draw up at the end of their turn because I had used a couple of blessings from her hand, and it was just just a really, really bad bad ending to that game. So I actually only tried to play that, I think, once this past week, so I really haven't spent too much time playing that game. And this past week, I really haven't done too, too many things with uh, with any of the video game side of my gaming this week. There's just been so much going on. Rebuilding my computer the past couple of days has taken up a lot of time. I was trying to back things up the past couple of days, get ready for that and just make sure everything was kind of repaired. Plus, it seemed I spent uh, several days down at the board game store this week. Um, I think I was down there Monday, Thursday and Friday. So quite a few times I was down there. So that took up a, quite a bit of time as well. But let's jump over to a few of the things that I want to play now. So one of the first things that I will talk about is a board game, 51st State. This is from Portal Games. Ignacy Trevzicek is the designer for this game. This was a game I was actually going to pre-order from Portal, and I kind of wish I would have because I would have gotten the nice painted components and a few extra... Um, there were three other... Parts of the game, I think that you can get. I can't remember what they were called right now off the top of my head, but I did get the master set. Uh, this is a game I've watched a couple of videos on, I was really interested in. Uh, the game store that I go to had my FLGS and only gotten one copy in, so I grabbed it when I was down there on Thursday night and said, I've been in the mood to try something new. So but when I saw that you could actually play this with one player, I said, Well, After I do the podcast on Saturday, I will be spending the rest of the weekend probably reinstalling applications and finishing up my rebuild of the computer and then learning how to play 50 First State and maybe playing through a couple of solo games. So I'm really interested in getting this one to the table. Kind of can't wait to see how that one plays. The components in the master set do look really nice. Kind of just interested in playing this one. I was watching a video earlier of Watch It Played, kind of teaching how to, you know, learning how to play the game because they have that all over the box that you don't need to read the rules. You can just go out there and watch Rodney Smith's video. So of course I pulled that up while I was eating some lunch Earlier and was watching that a little bit, and then the other game that I'm really interested in playing on my PlayStation 4 is Shadow of the Beast, which I was, which I believe was released last week or possibly the week before. Uh, Shadow of the Beast is a remake of the old Amiga classic, and it's out on the PlayStation 4. I think it actually comes with an early, with the earlier version of the game actually as part of the download. It's only I think twenty bucks. Since my wife and her mother are pretty much in the living room most of the time where my PlayStation 4 is, I think my PlayStation 4 may be coming upstairs and getting hooked up to my computer. Monitor and I will probably be playing um, Shadow of the Beast up here in my computer room because I'm really, really dying to play Shadow of the Beast. This was, I think, I played actually Shadow of the Beast three back in the day on my Amiga 500, which I still have sitting behind I me, and I may need to dig that out and maybe try to play through a little bit more of that and see how it plays and. Because it's been so long since I played it, I really don't even remember it too, too much. I just remember playing it um, some. And I remember the opening cinematic and the opening um, the intro to the game was just so cool back in the day. On the Amiga 500, it was just so much better than anything I had ever seen in most of the other games that were out during that time period. So uh, Shadow of the Beast looks to be really, really gory and just like a lot of fun uh, just going around and just pretty much some wreaking some havoc as the as the beast. So I really can't wait to play that one. But I think that's going to be it for this podcast. It's a little bit longer, but not too, too long. Not as long as when I used to have a co-host before. Um, but I will say that I may have a couple of interviews coming up. I'm trying to interview a couple of guys who are local designers who have a couple of things out on Kickstarter right now. So I'm trying to maybe set some things up with them and seeing if we can get a couple of more designers and a couple more interviews on the podcast. So maybe listen for those episodes coming up. I'll definitely maybe tweet out about those when i'm recording those so everybody knows when those things will be posted and other than that that's gonna wrap that's gonna be it let's wrap this up hey as always send me some emails let me know what you're playing now send the emails to what i'm playing now at gmail.com you can also join our board game geek guild we are on there is as guild number two, four, four, zero on Twitter at what I'm playing. Now is our Twitter name on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing. Now Google Plus is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then of course, as always our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey everybody have a great weekend. This is Memorial day weekend here in the U S so everybody go out there. Remember all those people who have served for us. We really appreciate that. And don't just think that this is a weekend to have a cookout and bonfires and all that stuff. There is a reason that this weekend and holiday is here. So let's just keep that in mind as we make it safely through this holiday weekend. Everybody go out there, enjoy the weather, which I'm sitting here looking out the window is really nice right now. But I have a podcast to edit, so I'm going to get to that. So thanks for joining me in this episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. I will be back next week to talk about some more games as well as a few of the things that I want to play. So don't forget to go out there, play some games, and let me know what you're playing now. Thanks a lot for joining me. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.